Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Two Heavy Wrestling Podcast. Back again with special guest, Mr. Clayton. Love, Hello. friend of the channel. Thank you so much for filling in while Eddie's off doing adult stuff. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the WWE draft. Triple H came out on SmackDown, announced that there will be a draft over the next couple of weeks. By the time this comes out, I don't think it will have happened yet, but it's got to be upcoming. There's going to be a hard date. We don't have it for you. But let's talk draft. First off, I think the thing that we need to address before we address anything else is how are champions going to be treated during the draft? What do you think? Do mid-card drafts or mid-card title swap? Yes. So we're going to have Gunther on Raw and AJ, AJ, Austin Theory on SmackDown? Yes. Something's missing with Theory and how he won at Mania didn't help him at all. No, it was really dumb to like not because Cena didn't put him over. The biggest gripe I have, and I said it that night, I've said it multiple times to multiple people, Theory was not done justice because he was not given the opportunity to kick out of an attitude. You have him kick out of an AA, even if it's just one, sends him up. That That is how you build stock. The fact that he didn't get that opportunity, that match might as well have not. And for Gunther, I think there is a very strong argument that his popularity is oh six Cena you know, on SmackDown level at the time of that draft. Like Gunther had the big match with the two SmackDown guys. Like Gunther's profile is too big for SmackDown right now. You send him over to Raw, he's your number one heel, depending upon where Roman shakes out to be. Well, and especially in my opinion, over the last couple months, I think we've purposely been avoiding having Gunther and Roman around the same area at the same time mm -hmm. because it's starting to get to that ultimate warrior Hulk Hogan level of like, I think Gunther is the top guy. Like, I don't think it's Roman. I think it's Gunther. I'm not there yet. I the, just to say that, but like s some people could feasibly think that, and we could be starting to get to that. So I think having them be separate is a good place to start. Well, not like I said, I've said it a lot before anyway, that I think Austin Theory's career is shaking out a lot like Randy Orton's career when he first joined WWE, mm -hmm. and he's now kind of getting that legend killer gimmick, being that he had John Cena beat him, and the first opponent he had on Raw was Rey Mysterio. Yeah, which, I mean, that's, that's a slippery slope. I bet next is Edge, because it's not like he has anything at this point with judgment day storyline, basically it's, it's off and they're, they're moving on to the Ray Mysterio thing. Hardcore. So, right. And I think that edge coming off that win, that could be a thing for theory next is edge. Yeah. Which is the big sense. marquee match at that point. So let's hope they end up on the same show after this draft. Then you're disgusted. You don't want theory versus edge. No, that match doesn't that just me as a fan. That match does nothing for me. I'm not interested in seeing that match. I don't want to see that match. I don't care what stipulation you put on it. Do you think on paper it would be a good match? You don't think those two... Do you think their styles clash? Or? I think on paper that's at max a four-star match out of five. At oh, max. Okay. Fair enough. And that's, a, that's Theory and Edge showing up on their best day at whatever PLE or episode of SmackDown. Like, yeah. So, okay, so mid-cards, we'll say they swap. We'll put Gunther... 
does that guarantee Imperium with them? I think Imperium goes with Gunther because they're going to split up at least two other groups. What groups? They're going to mine headcanon. Street Profits are getting split because a heel, Montez turning heel or Angelo turning heel literally doesn't make sense. You don't have enough time to make it make sense. Yeah. So you split them so that they can explore doing a singles. Yeah, make it that way so that they can have a reuniting later. I don't want it to be a tag team split where they go a heel turn. I want it to be a natural split because we have to, and then we can meet later. The other group that's being split, Brawl and Brutes are going to NXT. All of them or just those They're being separated from Sheamus. Okay. Sheamus is ridiculously over right now. Yeah. They also reportedly want to repackage Butch back to his better gimmick. Back to Pete Dunn, yeah. Back to the Bruiser Wing. Pete Dunn, right? Yes. Okay. So you send the Brawling Brutes to NXT. You now have somebody for Carmelo Hayes to feud with. I now have somebody for Wesley to feud with. I, I like that idea. I'm not I'm not completely against sending them back down to NXT, mainly because I want Ridge Holland to learn how to do an over the head belly to belly suplex and not yeah. break someone's neck. I think if if the Brawling Brutes could sit down to NXT, that's the only draft by NXT that can't be viewed as a punishment of some kind. I before we go any further, just because you brought it up, NXT should not have anything to do with this. I agree. Not, I'll rephrase that. They it, don't announce people going to NXT. There should they should not be drafting people from the roster down to NXT. But but Raw and SmackDown should have the ability to draft from NXT if they want to. But I don't think that that emphasis should be there. No, I think yeah. if anything, you allow NXT to trade. Like yeah. I'd be cool with that, but. No, it shouldn't be drafting on the same level as Raw and SmackDown. It's not even ECW of the early 2000s. It's, it's not. It's not. It's they. We talked about this last week. I'm saying last week. NXT is not the black and gold NXT of 2018-2019 with FTR and Bailey versus Sasha and all that stuff. It is just their developmental territory. They need to lose their TV contract, go back to streaming online. Like, just move on. But... Speaking of moving on, draft. Let's talk about these unified titles for a second. Let's start with the tag team titles. Do they even have draft eligibility since they're technically already free agents for both shows? Triple H said everybody is eligible. Even, I mean, did he give a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to champions? Or did he just blanket statement? But the thing is, you would think that Kevin and Sammy would want... To split them technically, you'd think based off their characters, yes. What that one wants to go to Raw, one wants to go to SmackDown. No, that you'd want to split the belts. Oh, I don't think side. this draft is going to split belts. I think that Roman's going to maintain both belts. I think Sammy, Sammy, I'm not and talking Kevin, about main. You think that you even think that Sammy and Kevin will maintain both? Yeah, I don't. I think I think the the tag team titles are way more likely to be like. I only want the SmackDown titles, but like, I don't, I, think, I don't know. I think Kevin and Sammy are going to end up on separate shows. I but think it makes sense only because. Chance. Yes. Cause they're, since they're holding both belts, they both can then still appear on both shows. But when they inevitably drop their unrespective shows belt, yeah, 
they're gonna separate. They're gonna separate back out. Yeah, I could see that. That's actually a good creative idea on how to naturally split them back up because this tag team will not last forever. But I'm glad to see them back on good terms. But we have yes. to figure out what Triple H meant. I mean, he, they say this all the time whenever the draft's coming around is like it's gonna change the I game. Think, I think it. I think it means to include AEW. I think I think they're gonna come out and someone's gonna be like Kenny Omega, send it. Everybody, Kazuchika Okada, New Japan. No, wouldn't that be something? No. That would be crazy. No, I they think announced that they're gonna be at Forbidden Door. No, I do think that um, it'll probably they say that probably to include like ring announcers and commentators. So one of them could be like, "Oh, and Corey Graves is behind my desk." Yeah, Michael if Cole Triple getting H drafted is saying that, raw. though, I don't think it's going to be Could something that small. You what? If Triple H is saying something like that, I don't think it's going to be something that small. Mm-mm. Yeah. Of caliber. I think it was just his way of going, don't forget about NXT, but, you know, it is what it is. Do do tag teams get drafted as tag teams? Because they, uh, they're both versions of drafts have happened where each person is only individual and it's not a guarantee. But then I've also seen Street Profits... Like, you know, it's what I mean? when they've done like tag team for tag team, dra- like picks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If they do, if you do it for one tag team, you have to do it for all of them. Right. Unless you want to all established ones. Yeah. Um, but I think like you said, primetime players are not primetime players. Great. I'm, I'm not going to put something in here that you would have to edit out. <laughs> Good callback. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to put yeah, something in here. Of dollars. Yeah. Big um, moves. But it, but to your point. Yes. But like them splitting. It would yeah. be because they got drafted as a singles competitor, it's not. As yeah, a tag so team. I mean, let's let here let's establish first. Do we think they're going to draft tag teams or all individuals, no matter what? I'm going to cheat and say they're going to draft individuals, but then groups will be drafted. Actions like L, they're not splitting the Latino World Order. Yeah, LWO. I think so. So right now, switch Judgment Day and LWO. Well, that's what I was gonna. So that's what I was gonna say. Right now, we have three major groups. You have Bloodline, you have LWO, and you have uh, uh, Judgment Day. Are there any others that are more than just a tag team? Three or more? Because even New Day, no. He's barely a tag team. So, so those three. Avery Woods is barely an active wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me. You'll get LA Knight next week. Ooh, get squashed. Yeah. I would not be surprised if Xavier Woods goes over on that match, but we'll talk about that later. Um, those three factions, do they draft as factions? Do they draft all individuals and just, oh, they happen to be on the same shows, or do they just not get touched? I think it, I think it will be a faction for faction, bloodline to Raw, Judgment Day to SmackDown. Keeps the LWO in Judgment Day. Okay. Same show. Not to go on a side tangent, but did you hear? Did either of you see the heat that Dominic Mysterio received on SmackDown last week? Oh, nuclear! Raise, you're right. Last week, whether it was piped in or not, that was freaking like deafening. No, there were fan videos. Yeah, that was like I I genuinely am no longer sarcastic when I say Dominic could become the top heel. Do you know how much this makes me wish that he had the Eddie Guerrero entrance instead of Ray? I I'm just glad it happened. Yes. I I think I think I think if that match happened and no one took Eddie's entrance music at some point, that would have been a wasted opportunity. So I'm glad someone got it. But back to my point. Back to it. Dominic Mysterio 
unironically, no sarcasm in my voice, could be the top heel of one of these two shows. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't think that top heel does not equal world champion. No. But he could be the top heel. The most natural heat. I think he's almost ready for a mid-card belt. If Austin could, Theory moves to SmackDown, yeah. then he could be Let's Let's give that. Dominic a mid-card belt to just hide behind mommy they need because judgment day is desperate at this point are they i think half Char- of judgment day is desperate i think i think Charlie Dom- and Rhea match only victor was Rhea. i think dami and mommy are fine i think damian priest i think a shift is starting to happen where damian priest is like dominic's i don't want to say sidekick because that's not right but like they're attached at the hip and then you have Rhea with Dom. Finn is, I don't know what Finn's going to do. Finn's He's just there to support, even though he's supposed to be the leader. I think Dom's going to be the leader of the Judgment Day by the time this is all said and done. I feel like once Dominic would get a mid-card belt is when that shift would happen. Like, yeah. oh, Finn, what are you doing now? Oh, Finn. Yep. I mean, it what makes are you doing sense. For our, what are you doing for us at this point? I mean, it makes sense. If he's the champion, Damien is supporting him, and Rhea is the champion. Why is Finn there? Just don't send him back to NXT for a third time. Yeah, and la- another side tangent because we're still talking about the draft, but yeah, you realize uh, what they announced Finn was dealing with even before he got the injury to his head? I showed you. Oh, the, he had a yeah, second-degree calf tear. The calf tear, yeah. And he's still walking fine, completely weird enough. Um, but just that's – I really hope that's not the only reason why he lost. I mean, that man wrestled with, like, what, tw- how many staples in his head for the entire second half of the 18. match? Yeah. A lot. Like, like, it was crazy. Super glue on but, his head. But we'll bring it back to the draft. So, so factions will probably get drafted. Not necessarily even drafted as factions, but they'll probably just say, LWO, you're over here. Judgment Day, you're over there. They'll have to end up on SmackDown with Rhea. Yes. Right? Like they, like, yeah. You can't have Rhea show up on Raw again. I... I think for Dominic's character growth, you have to have Ray go to Raw, though. I think I think we're reaching the point where that that needs to get split up, yes. So that Dom can prove it's not just because right now it's easy for Dom to pull heat, right? Because it's against his dad. Let's see him pull heat against just another competitor and see how he does from there. Yeah. So competitor not bad bunny Compet- yes competitor so you think ray back to smackdown or ray back to raw that's what i hope for i don't necessarily think that'll be the case because i think we're based off the tag team match i just saw i think we're re i think we're re-establishing a feud that's shifting from dominic versus ray to lwo versus, LWO versus judgment, judgment day. day which is fine but does ray leave that behind like i don't i don't know i want him to but i don't know that he does no because, I mean, we're going to get the Bad Bunny tag team match yeah. at Backlash, so. But Ray's going to get. You think Ray's going to get yeah, taken Yeah, I out? think Ray's going to get taken out. And then he'll return on Raw later, or you think he'll just retire? He'll just pop up somewhere. He doesn't want to retire. Um, He came out before 39 saying um, he was strongly considering it going into, but with the stem cell treatments for his legs, he felt like he had a new lease on wrestling. Oh, that's good. To an effect. Um, But organically i don't even know if there's another way to move dominic off of ray other than ray getting taken out go sit at home for a couple weeks six weeks yeah bye 
I mean, the draft would be a good way to do that. But other than that, yeah, I mean, take him out and then have him return on Raw to accept someone's open challenge or something. Something but, like that. Have him be a returning Zuberstar. Um, so then, so then Roman, how does Roman even get a show? Roman, like Roman stays. Roman stays on SmackDown because of Fox. If Roman stays on SmackDown, then the Bloodline has to stay on SmackDown. If the Bloodline has to stay on SmackDown, that's the thing. Then it's all it three factions. Have to. We could get Solo getting stuck on Raw or something like that because they planted more seeds in SmackDown. Yeah, I agree. The whole Paul Heyman saying Jay takes care of the same, take care of all of our problems. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, Solo gets split from the Bloodline. I just don't. I think that the Bloodline. The bloodline split should not be resolved by a draft. I no. think the bloodline split should be resolved by heel or face turns and good storytelling. I think Use, they're playing it off that the Usos are going to actually split, though. They are, for sure. I think it's more likely Solo and Roman stay on SmackDown. The Usos get sent to Raw because that gives you another organic line to increase the friction. Like the draft... To your point, shouldn't be used to create the splinter, but it should be used to enhance it at least. Yeah. And if you send Jay and Jimmy to Raw, you leave Solo on SmackDown with Roman, you can build Solo as a competent right hand because Roman already, in story from the past year, hates Raw. Yeah. So, for sure. If you send the Usos to Raw, you give the Usos a little bit of a losing streak that diminishes the shine. Well, the and, line. and as the dual champ, Roman gets to go back and forth. He can bounce back and forth, and when he suddenly pops up on Raw, like, yo, what are we well, doing a, here? It just means Solo yeah. can't compete on Raw, quote-unquote. Yeah. yeah. So Solo can still be the enforcer. Well, it also depends on how hard they want to enforce this brand split. And that's what I'm saying. Like, when we're talking about Triple H's actual saying this is going to change everything, is it that, hey, we're going to actually stick to this now, and it's not going to be a, we borrow you and... You know, yeah. The whole, Remember the wild card rule during that, the last draft? Yeah, that's draft? what I was going to bring up. The wild card rule is like, what's the point of a draft if you have a wild card rule? Well, the wild card rule, they broke their own rule on night one. The wild card yeah. rule, they were like, yeah, you could have like three people in one week, and then like twelve people showed up, and it was insane. Like it was so stupid. Um, outside influence, yes. Both the USA Network and Fox want distinctive rosters for their show. Which, as a network, that's fair. You want your viewers to know who, they're, who they can expect to see with the occasional surprise sprinkled in. Yeah. This also plays into, like, when does the actual rights deal go away? Because that also, the draft is very much heavily involved with the writing and the rights of which show they're going to be on. Yeah. So if Fox and USA aren't going to have these two shows anymore, like... Is that being influenced that way because they're going to have them for now at least? Or like... I mean, only time will tell. Because, I mean, the networks do have heavy involvement in that too. So, I mean, it's it's hard to tell, like, what we're going to see based off that involvement too. With yeah. the sale of the company, what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. We already know, like, the big stories, what they're going to play out as. I do believe that they'll do the jaw-dropping moment of... Kevin and Sammy getting drafted on different shows, but because they're universal or not universal, they're undisputed champions, they'll just bounce back and forth anyway. But as yeah. singles competitors, they just can't be together. Yeah. 
I think, and not not to go too deep down this tangent, it's more likely USA Network loses Raw than USA and Fox both losing Raw and SmackDown. Like, yeah, that is printing money on Fridays. I mean, where do, where does it go if it's not on USA? You could literally, because Ari Emanuel already came out and said that he wants to one day turn WWE into UFC 2.0, which is ESPN backs up a Brink truck filled with billions with a B of money to have licensing rights for the next year. As long as there's a weekly TV show. Yeah, the the weekly TV shows aren't going to go away. Um, I don't even, you wouldn't take them off TV. Um, I will. Potentially, um, they already talked about how live event or PLEs will be not network, but active. I mean, yeah, that's the end yeah. of the yellow brick road by being UFC 2.0. A UFC pay per view right now is $80. Like the one I'm going to watch tonight is $80. And it has increased by 5 to $10 every year since that deal happened four years ago. That's insane. I don't miss paying for pay-per-views, but that's gonna lose. I don't know how much they think they're not gonna lose from that happening, but no one's gonna do that for the unless it's the big four. Well, that's that's just an argument of viewership versus dollars because dollars probably won't fluctuate too much. Dollars will stay the same or even go up a little bit. Views will go down for sure. But you offset that with all these. Ridiculous sponsorship matches. Yeah, well, because you got to figure if you're doing eighty bucks, right? A family has ten bucks that they pay to this Peacock network or whatever. They get the pay per view. That means it's one out of every eight fans already pays for what that Peacock was, and you're not going to lose one out of every eight fans. You're going to maintain sixty or seventy or eighty percent. They're going to make money on doing that, but the viewership numbers will go down. But the sponsorship revenue will go up because you're still making money. So, I mean, it it is what it is. It makes life as a fan just harder because with the economy the way it is now anyway, oh, it's yeah. like yeah. wanting a family of four that's trying to get groceries to buy an $80 pay-per-view for their kids every month. It's not for them. Get ready to eat fish sticks for a month, little Jimmy. The pay-per-view isn't for them. That's, do you that's want to watch point. WWE or do you want to eat dinner? Yeah, like it's... <laughs> It is what it is, man. There could be somebody sitting in an office saying, so what? We make clips and highlights of all our stuff on our official WWE YouTube channel. You can still, if you were a brand new 19-year-old fan today, you can go to the WWE's official YouTube page and get recapped on everything from the bloodline. Yeah. You're already up to speed with the number one storyline in modern wrestling history. There's literally an hour and a half long YouTube video showing everything that happened from last May up until the week before WrestleMania. You can get caught up. You get caught up. Cool. Once you're caught up, boom, you're going to buy that now. Yeah. So the next thing I have for the draft is who physically does the drafting? Because Adam Pierce is right now the GM of both shows. Do you introduce new authority figures, one for Raw, one for SmackDown? Have them draft, a la the Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff draft? Or the Vince like, and Triple H draft. I don't see. I don't see it. I don't see them I'll blending head of creative happen. with insur- with GM of show. You know what I mean? Who who does the who who physically represents the, Raw and who physically represents SmackDown? The only reason I say draft? that it's not like playing off like the TV part of it is because them getting bought by the 
company that owns UFC is literally bringing more realistic value into it. Right. Like, they can bring the whole, oh, who control of creative on this and this. They can, but I just think that's too soon. Because it's not like this is... It's not like this WWE sale... A lot of people right now are are approaching this sale as a storyline that's going to pay off in like three months. We'll move on. This is our new forever for the rest of assumably our lives. That sale exists. You're going to have a new company with WWE and UFC and the landscape will change. So like, I don't know. It's just, I don't, I don't see them pulling a lot of strings too quickly on how they do that because you only get to do storylines like that once. I just don't see it being done so quickly. But back to my question, who physically represents Raw and who physically represents SmackDown during this draft? We're going to do it old school Royal Rumble style where they have the little turnstile thing with the little balls in it and the little ball is going to say Raw and a little ball is going to say SmackDown. There's going to be 50 of each balls and you're just going to have yeah. the respective superstar being drafted. So there is no enforcement. It's just. Well, so you have Adam Pierce drafting for both shows then? No, like the Adam Pierce isn't drafting at all. The superstars themselves going up and selecting their ball and it's. Oh, so this is, a, this. This is a this Queen is a this is a draft lottery. Yes. yes. Queen Zelina representing LWO, the entire faction. Raw. If I'm being honest, the lottery draft was my favorite version of the draft. I was gonna say though, I don't want it to be the No, I want it to be the Yeah, the I want it to be that lottery. Because when he pulled that Triple H name out. Oh man, that was so good. Yeah, they need to put suspense back into it. Yeah. Sure. But I I okay, so they do a draft lottery and I guess Adam Pierce just pulls or did the wrestlers come out? Adam, Adam Pierce is just your master of ceremonies for the lottery process. Yeah. I I don't I don't think authority figure another authority figure works right now for WWE. Just one for both shows. Just one for both shows cuz he's not He's like a mid-tier authority figure. Like he makes stuff happen, but wrestlers basically dictate to him on yeah. screen mm-hmm. rather than say like a Teddy Long or a Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, he's never been called a general manager. He's been called just the WWE official. Yeah, WWE official Adam Pierce. He's yeah. he is a better John Laurinaitis, and I'm okay with that. My left shoe is a better John Laurinaitis. <laughs> so I mean. <laughs> Johnny Ace better chill out. But yeah. I don't know. I really hope Triple H has a good way of pulling the crowd back in and things. I hope that... For better or for worse. I know. That's what I'm saying is that I hope the draft actually means something again. Not holding my breath for it. Yeah, Triple H is starting to be like the mask of like, hey guys, keep watching. There's a perfect picture of a Vince... Vince like uh, the staple picture they used to use for him, where he's like, oh yeah, like glancing down like an evil person with the with the, with with the, the Triple H mask, Triple H face. Yeah, he's just holding it and he's around it. Like yeah. that's exactly what this is right now. Well, so we're not gonna go through and do a whole draft. We're not gonna do all of Raw, all of SmackDown. Maybe we'll do something later, but for right now. We've already said Roman stays on SmackDown, LWO, Judgment Day, SmackDown, Usos to Raw. 
swap the mid cards. You got Gunther on Raw. You got eight or I almost call him AJ again. Austin Theory on SmackDown. Pick a random wrestler. Where do we think they go? And why? I can't believe I'm about to say this. Amos goes to SmackDown. Omos? Omos. Omos goes to SmackDown? Omos goes to SmackDown. Or why? That's going to be a Vince influence. (laughs) He's going to go to SmackDown. If they do the Vince Raw and Triple H SmackDown thing, he will stay on Raw. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 100%. If, If they do that, Omos is wherever Vince Vince <laughs> will. He was not, on the show because that of leash will be so short. <laughs> but I think we get probably more emphasis on a, a women's division shakeup. For sure. I think they'll probably try and tell us they're going to reintroduce just how the titles are handled and how the women are handled again. Like it's just. I think the women's tag team titles need to be readdressed and made important for the umpteenth time. Well, when your women's tag team division consists of all of your women's singles wrestlers, um, kind of hard for belts to be developed. Yeah, I mean, if you're not the Iconics, you're not an actual women's tag team, right? Nope. Uh, Shayna and Ronda are starting to get there because they have an actual... They have a pass as being together. They have a pass, so like you can get that. Um, I mean, honestly, Lita and Trish is more of a tag team than Lita and Becky, but here we are. I don't want to hear the gears of Lita's hips and knees grinding anymore. (laughs) But, but like, is there... Because, like, Raquel is with her fifth or sixth tag team partner already and Liv Morgan? Yep. Like, I I think that uh, the women's division needs two things. They need the Iconics. They need Nia Jax. If we don't get those two things, what? What did I say? The Iconics? Peyton Royce, Billy, you don't remember them? Billy Kay. Billy Kay. I remember the Iconics. I remember okay. you don't. Yeah. <laughs> if, I said Billy. What do you want from me? <laughs> the, the whole I- wrestler's name. The Iconics will single-handedly save the women's tag team division, and Nia Jax will single-handedly save... All of WWE. Okay, so just by on, showing up, let's talk about damage control. Oh, they're a real tag team. I I misspoke. That's a real tag so, team, and could not possibly look any weaker than they've ever looked. Then right now, no. And in under a year, they came back last summer. Slam. Who are who are you most pissed off for? In that EO Sky, EO Sky, EO Sky as a singles competitor had one of the most dominant runs, Correct. and is now relegated to. The mid card of a women's tag team division. I'm still also, I mean, I understand most people don't see this way about Dakota Kai, but like, I feel like she does a lot more. All everyone involved in damage control right now deserves more. How do you see that split happening? Then understanding storyline wise, they could have already split by now, but I feel like they're going to get the draft split. Well, it starts with a Bailey and EO Dakota split. They split. And they stay a tag team, and Bailey comes over here. Honestly, I would like to see them feuded out. Let's have a women's tag team feud, like like a rockers type, like EO or or Dakota turns on the other, and let them feud it out for a little bit. I'm gonna have you refer back to Addendum One on the issues with the women's division, in that all of your women's tag team 
competitors are also all of your women's singles competitors. So you do a women's tag team feud. You put some invested creative whatever gumption. That's the word I was looking yeah. for. Creative gumption into the women's tag team division. Okay, cool. Outside of Raquel Rodriguez for Rhea, who's challenging for the singles belts? They Raquel? made that a problem. You what? It's a problem now. Yeah. Because Bianca now has won against Asuka, who seemingly was the only other competitor. Has Bianca beaten everyone? Bianca has... smashed everybody. Even Charlotte? Has Bianca and Charlotte they call her? Yet? They call her reign the reign of terror now, just like Bronze was. Who, Bianca? Yeah. Yeah, except I want to see Bianca as champion still. And I understand that. She's, she's, still, a, she's a great champion. Yeah, she's great. She's but improved her mic work. It's, it's her now having that rain stimulant like on her, yeah. and then Rhea being who she is. Yeah. Who are they going to put against them that makes it plausible to win? That's going to engage you week to week in champ- that storyline. The main champions of everything right now, Yeah, except for the mid-card and the tag teams, the both women and Roman, they are in this like God mode. Like I, I probably won't have someone who can beat me. Well, you could do so. You, I mean, you could start with a call up if you want, but none. I I don't mean to interrupt you, but none of those NXT women are ready. No, that's what I was gonna say. But I don't think any of them are ready for that. They um, were still piping. They were still piping crowd noise for Roxanne Perez, who was the NXT Women's Champion, yeah. going into Stand and Deliver. That crowd was flat. If you if you're not Cora Jade, I don't I don't want to see you on the main roster. Hey, pretty much, Indy's my girl. So, Indy Hartwell, she's yeah. good, but yes. I I don't even know what it is about Cora Jade really. But I think that she has just improved so much that I think she's ready for a main roster debut. I don't think she'll challenge for a title right away, but like. New day page. You what? New day page. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, give her the skateboard back, too. That was kind of cool. But do we get any returns out of this draft? Since we didn't get any for Raw. Maybe Randy Orton. No. Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa. Well, we they could reform DIY, really. That's what I'm saying. Um, I, I think that's why Dexter Loomis was on Stand and Deliver. Yeah. Um. I mean, you have Ciampa. Apparently not Randy Orton. I mean, who's even... I mean, Big E? Is he, he ready? Is, His no. neck evaluation was supposed to be last month. Do we know how that went? Didn't have it. Why? Don't know. I, I want to say he put something out on his Twitter that he was supposed to go in for his year one evaluations, but the doctors pushed it for another month. So we so, don't have Big E. Big E's not ready. Maybe Kofi, but I mean, Kofi's kind of not even really on the shelf. It's AJ? a minor injury. AJ would be a good return. Yeah. I, yeah. Is he healthy? Because it was just an it ankle a, break or something, right? It was an ankle right? break, and that was almost four months ago now. Yeah. And then Bobby Roode, I know, is still recovering. You, Bobby, I, you want to talk about a misbooking. Dude. Of epic proportions. I just yeah. can't believe that in one calendar year we had James Storm and then Bobby Roode and we didn't get the beer money reunion that all of us wanted. I don't think it was actually one calendar year. I think there was a couple years between, but still. We had James St- Storm for a minute. He had an NXT appearance. One or two even. Yeah, Billy Gunn to thank for that. And then Bobby Roode later. Not at both the same him time. coming in and leaving. Yeah. But we already so talked dumb. about that. I don't I don't even know who there is to return right now besides AJ Styles, other than the people we just talked about that are still injured. Like who's even who 
whoever is missing either hasn't been missing long enough because they like to throw the word return around for like two or three weeks missing or they've been gone so long. I forgot about them. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's one of the, like when I talk about the draft and I guess it's one of those things that the draft has always been the cliche thing to talk about. It's just who are we expecting to see on each show every week? Yeah. But since WWE hasn't kept that very clear, over the last few years, it's hard to even really have a conversation about it unless they actually stick to it. Yeah, I think I think overall, I am excited for WWE Draft. Drafts are one of my absolute favorite things WWE ever does. It's probably the second most... It's probably the thing I'm second most excited about behind the Royal Rumble. Rumble, Draft, Mania, everything else. So, overall, I am excited for it. I I am curious on how it's going to shake out more so than normal, given everything that's going on in the background, because do you guys think Endeavor is going to affect this at all? No. Endeavor wants Endeavor wants WWE to still be the $3 billion profit company that it has been to this point. Finally, someone smart enough to realize, just let these people who have been doing the job continue to do the job. Like think of, think of WWE and UFC being half of a cup of liquid and endeavors just drinking out of two straws like they left dana alone to run ufc ufc has quadrupled its valuation in four years they're gonna let that's why vince is the chairman of the new company do that for your business acumen and also run wwe just let him do his thing yep so who wins money in the bank i could not care less who wins the women's Nobody's established. Or Jade wins the no Nia Jax. Nia Jax isn't gonna be on the WrestleMania 40 card, so she's not winning money in the bank. She'll be at Rumble next year. Yep. She should be on TV. She should be 30 every year. She should be on <laughs> dude. I would be so stoked. I'd be like, guys, we're at 28. You know what that means? One more person before number 30. <laughs> And you know what number oh 30? Like, like, I would never Final let that boss go. for the Rumble every year. Oh, God, please. Until she wins. I'm not like most Until she wins one year. But, no, I honestly, the women's money in the bank is actually up in the air for me right now because you have a lot of people that are in the Naomi bucket of, like, Oh, I still think of you as a mid Carter, but actually you're probably about to cusp into main event status. And I'm, I just didn't see it because that happened with me and Naomi when Naomi won world titles and started winning and being in the main event. I was like, where did this come? I did not see it coming at all. Like it was, it blew my mind. And I think that list of people includes Liv Morgan. Um, I think she already won one. Yeah. But I think, yeah, but she won it and then like dropped off super hard and is now getting hot potatoed around that's the tag what Ronda team division. complains about now. Yeah. Like I, like it's just I, like Liv Morgan is going to cusp back into the main event because of what happened with Rhea last year. I think, I think that'll help with a lot of that. Natalia will always be in the money in the bank match. She just has a permanent spot in whatever that's going on. I, I don't, I don't care. It's going to be Raquel. Raquel Rodriguez will probably win it. That's the most logical, unless it's Asuka. I could see, this is my three guesses, and it's Raquel, Io, 
or Shayna. Shayna also deserves a main event push at some point. Her NXT run was too dominant. Do you think there's been too much time between, though? No, because Shayna embodies what I think is locally been referred to as real tough guy. Like, in a WWE ring or not, I feel like Shayna Baszler would beat the brakes off of Liv Morgan if they got oh, into an yeah. actual fight. 100%. So Shayna, much like Brock Lesnar, will always have that going yeah. for her. The problem is, not to draw too much on last week, last episode, but when you bring Rhea out and you have her have that moment with Bianca, cool, they're going to wrestle at 40. Yeah. And there's no reason for them to both not hold the titles. So you think there'll be a unification match at 40? I don't even think there's going to be a unification match. Um, Please don't. Because your women's division isn't strong. I mean, lazy booking, yeah, unification match, but they could just have a match for the sake of having a match. I'd rather that be at SummerSlam, but that's a different conversation. Well, men's money in the bank. Can I give a hot take? Quick. Always. Hot takes are welcome here. The second the money in the bank became its own pay-per-view, it devalued the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's the, the more time you have between money in the bank and Rumble, and I'm saying it in that order because I don't mean from Rumble to money in the bank, but the more time you have between money in the bank and the Rumble, the better. Because theoretically... The Money in the Bank briefcase has to be resolved by the time the Rumble comes around. Theoretically. Theoretically. It hasn't always been the case. It always- Actually, you know what I do want to see one year? And it depends on who holds the briefcase. I do want to see someone run out the year-long clock and just lose the briefcase that way. Or cash in on that night. Yeah, I'm tired of people cashing in the same night. Oh, yeah, I hate it. I don't. That's why that. I also hate it being its own pay-per-view. It's like... They either need to be both the last matches or they have to put the money in the bank back into a big pay-per-view. And if I genuinely thought we were going to get money in the bank at WrestleMania this year at one point. I don't remember. They announced it. You what? (laughs) Until they announced it was separate a month before Mania. But no, I agree with that. I think, I think the, I think the money in the bank devalues the rumble because I mean, here's the deal. When you really think about the reward for the match, the Money in the Bank briefcase means more than a Rumble win in so terms of reward. Because both of them result in a world title shot, but one of them you have significantly more control over from a logic standpoint. Now, from a grandiose standpoint, yes, the Rumble guarantees a main event at WrestleMania, but as Seth Rollins showed, so does the Money in the Bank if you're patient enough. Yeah. So... No, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think that. But to bring it back, men's Royal Rumble. Yeah, Money in the Bank. Yes, men's Money in the Bank. Yeah. Sorry. Who this year? First off, actually, let me start here. Because every year when this happens, it, it kind of changes because the match is getting older and older. Do we get a new Money in the Bank winner or do we get Someone who's already won it. It has to be new. What do you think? It's going to be new. 
Okay. And I'll save my pick for when we do picks. Got it. Okay. I also think that it'll be new. I think this year is more important than ever because we need to start refilling our main event roster now that Roman Reigns has beaten everyone. Um, I know who my pick is for Money in the Bank. And I feel like, I think, I think you, I think Clayton and I might be on the same page here. We probably are. Zach might be on the same page too. I don't know. Yeah. Because I don't know who you're pick. Oh, okay. Well, then we're not. Um, but we'll go through picks real quick. So, Zach, who do you think is going to win the Money in the Bank? I mean, it's been rumored, but I honestly think it would be good for LA Knight. LA Knight would be a solid choice. My hope is that a Bronson Reed. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I would lower that by one year. I think Bronson Reed deserves to be in the match. I think he would highlight well in that match if they let him do the things that he's capable of, but I don't think he should win it. And my last pick, only because it would be unique, is Gunther win it. While, while also in Intercontinental, Intercontinental Champion. That would be really cool. I wouldn't hate that. What do you think, Clayton? Who's, who takes home money in the bank? I think, unfortunately, yeah. WWE has booked themselves into a quarter. And any win that's not Cody Rhodes doesn't make sense. That's not who I was thinking of. That is my second pick. I'm on that line of thought. But, like, guys, what if main event Jey Uso wins the money in the bank? I like that. I like that as a dark horse, especially yeah. if nothing's really been resolved with the bloodline. I was about the- that while we were recording last episode, too, and I yeah, like main, like Jey Uso wins Money in the Bank, and now we have that because it's one thing to have any uh, briefcase holder looming over Roman Reigns in the Bloodline. It's another to have it be Jey Uso, especially if he uses it in like a double cross kind of way, where he's like, "Don't worry, Us, I won the Money in the Bank. You don't have to worry about a cash in for a whole year," and then does it. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Like, cause he could, he could totally play that off as like, look, I'm still for the bloodline. I made sure no one else has this briefcase. You don't have to worry about anyone cashing in for a whole year. You're welcome. Token of his loyalty. Yeah. And then Dude. just cashes in on him. What if we get the Cody and Roman rematch just naturally? Yeah. Cody loses again. And then Jay cashes in on Roman and wins after a loss from Cody. And it's just like a stab and like, I I took it from Roman. Not you. Well, the thing is there's an entire 2021 storyline that says Jay Uso should take the belt off of Roman. That's where main event Jay Uso came from. Yeah, exactly. Like that, like it does make sense for Jay to Jay again. There's a short list of people that it makes sense to take the titles off of Roman made of NJ. So is on that list. Right. So I think it would be very interesting if they decided to go that. Now, do I think they're going to go that route? No, it'll probably be someone like LA Knight, like Gunther has. Yeah. Otis did. I was going to ask. I keep overshadowing, but I forgot this pick, but what about Montez? That, I would ha- actually hate that. It's I would hate that. I hate that under a Roman Reigns title run because I will never, I don't, not to discredit Montez Ford at all, 
I don't see Montez Ford cashing in on a Roman Reigns title right now. Literally anyone else? Sure. But not a Roman. That's one reason why, like, the dynamic of Gunther winning it, even though he's IC champion, would make sense because he is a physical threat to Roman. Yeah. But also, he's like, has the most dominant IC reign in the 21st century. Yeah, and I do believe they're going to turn that into ever. Yep. Gunther will probably hold uh, the Intercontinental belt. He's until... even said that the person to dethrone him from that IC title reign is probably someone who's not even in the WWE yet. Yeah. Like, could have been Jay White. Could have been. Isn't. Not. <laughs> but. Bullet Club. And the thing is, there's so much time between Money in the Bank and now that we're going to continue to talk about it. And our picks are probably going to change between now and then, depending on how the show develops. And how this draft develops. Yeah. The draft's really going to play it hard on that. I mean, that's where we want it to be people like Montez that gets the win. But like you said, not under a Roman title reign. Until, until this Roman reigns title reign gets resolved in some sort of way and ends and we get back to somewhat of a normal WWE. I things like the, I mean, for, it's been three years. That's things, why you said that you wouldn't care if they were like, Oh, we're going to pause money in the bank this year. Yeah. Things like money in the bank, things like rumble, they don't matter. Sorry. You know, would you guys, this is a, would you rather in okay. an extent, would you rather have option one be either the Money in the Bank winner or the Rumble winner taking the belt off of Roman or the field? Just whoever. Whoever in the field. Just some, whoever wins Money in the Bank this year, whoever wins Rumble this year. Yeah. Guarantee to either take the belts off of Roman or not take the belts off of Roman is basically what I'm asking. I whoever I mean whoever won the Rumble this year already didn't take the belts off of them. Uh, I think whoever wins Money in the Bank this year is guaranteed to either have a failed cash in or successfully cash in on like theory because they've established last year or if they do the whole thing where Cody wins at Mania because they don't have the match till then we're going to get a heist of the century again something like i yeah where that person actually keeps the money in the bank until that last day or you know it could be cuz they keep it all the way up until money in the bank now not until yeah. WrestleMania so yeah they get to keep it past that it's right so that's the only thing i can see I mean, the field is the field in this sense is Cody Rhodes yeah. in this sense. Because if, if Jay Uso is to get any way towards the title, it's not going to be by a singles, like playing the field. It's going to be by winning a money in the bank with the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I would agree. That. What were you thinking? No, I was just having a laugh when Zach was a mental laugh when Zach was talking about the money in the bank holder holding it up to the next money in the bank. And all I could think is with Vince in charge of ultimate creative at the end of the day, it is not outside the realm of possibility that whoever wins money in the bank this year just defends their briefcase at next year's money in the bank. Like in a one-on-one -on -one match? No, like they're back no. in the money uh, in the bank match again. They have a guaranteed spot to in the next one. their briefcase since they didn't cash in. Like that's not outside the realm of possibility. That could happen. I've they talked about it before. They cash in before the men's match 
I would. If I already have a guaranteed spot in the match, I'm going to cash in that night, fail it, just rewind my briefcase back, call it. No, so if they cash in before the match, they don't get to keep a spot in the the match. But they could potentially be the champion for the next person who wins it that night. Yeah, they could be. That's that's silly. Technically, that's the clause, though, is it's until the next match happens. So, like, what if the men's championship match is before the actual Money in the Bank yeah. ladder match. Could and be. then, you know, we'll you see. have a cash-in exactly one year after. Because that hasn't been done yet. No, it hasn't. So, But I, I think... Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. The money, in the, ba- the money in the Bank briefcase is just a hardcore title with extra steps. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> That's all it is. But with extra steps and a main event push. We retired the 24-7 title. But, like, I, I don't know, man. Uh, like I said, there's so much time between money and the bacon now. Our opinions will probably change. But yeah, overall, I think I excited for the draft. Excited for the draft. I am yeah. excited for the draft. I'm not going to let one singular week of bad or questionable booking ruin WWE for me moving forward just yet. I think that. With the sale happening and with Triple H still having some sort of hand or finger in creative that they've bought enough equitable stock with me that I'll stick around for a while and continue to check it out. They ruined any desire that I have to watch Raw or SmackDown week to week. Like, I'm still going to keep up with it. I'm still going to be as involved with it. Still, like, I still care about it. Yeah. But they ruined that. But they ruin the week to week for you. They, they immediately ruin the week to week. I can't trust it. And then you got me. It's the part of me that wants to watch it week to week to hope that the change happens. Yeah. But I was already bef- like before the excitement ramp up that we got in the latter road to WrestleMania that we got. Yeah. Like I was already just watching highlights anyway. Yeah, I think it was probably last. June, July, probably SummerSlam ish when I picked it up week to week again. And this is the longest consistent week to week I've had with WWE since I don't know, like my late teens, early twenties or something like that. Like there was a really long gap where I wasn't watching week to week. Things have just gotten so public at this point. Yeah. When WWE was hush hush about what was going on in the background, it was easier to just let things slide for a bad week. But now that we know what's going on on the week to week. Yeah behind the scenes on top of what's on TV and what's causing to happen on TV to happen. Yeah. That's what's going to make it hard to stay a week to watch, especially for the fans like us. The casuals, again, don't care that they're going to be like, oh, this this week sucked yeah, oh, or whatever. It's, it's, it's Monday. Oh, that means well. So yeah. I, I'm going to still go week to week for a little bit just to see how it goes. Immersion breaking. That's what I want to refer yeah. to that. Like it, break, it broke my immersion. When I have to think about why the show was bad yeah or the reasons for the show being bad you've now taken me out the entertainment's of then removed yeah. my fan hats off and my fantasy booker hats on like yeah how could i have made this show better i was gonna say what i don't what, know anything here's what should have happened versus what did happen i'm a writer like so all right well thanks for joining us let us know in the comments what you think is going to happen in the draft. Where are these factions going to land? Where's Roman going to land? Where's the tag champs going to land? And then also give us some early predictions for the money in the bank. We'll engage with you guys over that over the next couple weeks. Um, but I mean, 
Clayton, thanks for joining us. Anytime. I really appreciate you filling in while Eddie's off doing adult stuff. I'm going to keep phrasing it like that. Be ambiguous. Let us know in the comments what you think Eddie's up to. And I think we're going to start having more guests on anyway. Yeah, I don't really want to announce anything right now just because we don't have a lot of details going on, but we do have a lot of Things guests. We People have been reaching out to us to be on the show. Yeah, let us know in the comments if you want to continue if to see If you like Clayton, Clayton he will stay around. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> maybe he'll, Just one person. Maybe he'll even end up on our TikTok or something. We only time will tell. Only time will time tell. Will tell. But, all right. Well, thanks for joining us on this episode, guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. See you guys. Stop. I I know they get mad when I bring it up, but I know you guys don't. Nia Jax, for both the men's and women's. Money in the bank briefcase. What are you doing? Zach, what are you doing? Don't. <laughs> I just want Nia Jax to continue to don't don't.